Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. When you count one, two, three, four, one, two, okay. three, four. Class is in. Rock School Radio Show, getting ready to do another twofer, two in a row. Over the summer, I like to do longer shows mm-hmm. because we know we record instead of one show a week, which is what we do during the semesters on the university campus. Right. Over the summer, we get together and record, bloom three and four shows in a row. Oh, yeah. So why not do extended show topics? So mm-hmm. we're beginning another twofer here today. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Monique Gregwell. Do you remember, Monique, when we did the show not too long ago where we talked about you don't know the band, but you know their songs because other people rewrote yeah. them? Big Star's song, you know, In the Streets, was redone by Cheap Trick. You know it uh-huh. from that 70s show. Okay. At the end of the show, I made the statement that I could probably do an entire hour just on old blues songs that you hear on classic rock radio. Oh, yeah, because blues was ripped off all the time. I don't know that ripped, ripped off. off. I know. that's yeah, you got to get to the, the question of why they did it and such. Yeah. And we're going to try to address that during the next couple of hours. But ripped off, I'm not sure, is really the, the term because the people who did redo these songs mm-hmm. absolutely idolized the men and women mm-hmm. who wrote and sang these songs. Mm-hmm. For example, and here's what we're going to do today. I probably should throw the topic out. I'm going to sort of pretend you're, you're listening to classic rock radio. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those things with the deep voice guy, you know, the <laughs> most number of it, that kind of thing. Right. And what I'm going to do is play songs that you absolutely know the titles mm-hmm. to. These are the songs that get played all the time on the classic rock stations. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the originals? So instead of playing the classic rock hits, right. here are the originals. Right. That's the concept. So, Howlin' Wolf. I oh, yeah. S- I said that a lot of these blues bands, uh, think Stones, think Allman Brothers, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing, think Cream, they idolized these blues guys. It wasn't just, hey, that's a great song, let's rip it off. Right. I mean, they idolized these guys. They thought they were the greatest thing since Floor Wax. because yeah, a lot of them were amazing artists. Exactly that. And they these musicians wanted to copy them. Uh, you may know Little Red Rooster. Mm-hmm. which was done by the Rolling Stones, a version of Spoonful, okay. which ended up as a Cream song. Um, Smokestack Lightning was done by I don't know how many different groups. Mm-hmm. However, the one a lot of people know, and my wife didn't know this was a, a remake, was Backdoor Man by uh, The Doors. Oh, okay. It was on their debut album. And you all know Jim Morrison singing, yeah, Backdoor Man, screaming at the top of his lungs. Mm-hmm. He's trying to emulate the voice of Howlin' Wolf. And that's hard to do. It is. He's very, very distinctive voice. You got it. So for two hours, what we're going to do is play classic rock radio, and we are going to play the originals. You know the titles, mm-hmm. but this is where it came from. It's Howlin' Wolf. This is what it sounded like. Backdoor Man. And by the way, on bass, Willie Dixon, who will come up in the show again right here on Rock School. <laughs> Man. I am 
Classic Rock Radio, Rock <laughs> School here. Now, when I said Spoonful, mm-hmm. talking about uh, playing Backdoor Man by Howlin' Wolf, those who are in the know probably yelled at the radio. No, no, no. <laughs> Howlin' Wolf did not write Spoonful. No, you're right. He did not. However, he recorded it. Who did write Spoonful? Well, Willie Dixon. Remember I said Willie okay. Dixon would come up later in the show? <laughs> here we <He's> are. Here. <laughs> here he is. Um, Willie Dixon wrote Spoonful, which everybody knows by Cream. Okay. Cream has, you know, in the three years that they were together, four years that they were together, how many hits? A lot, It's yeah. insane. They, that, that's why they called themselves Cream. They were the cream of the British musicians. Ah, didn't know that. You didn't that. know that? Damn. That's why they called themselves Cream. Um now, Willie Dixon wrote the tune. It was recorded in 1960 by Howlin' Wolf. But there's also yet another version of the song by Etta James. Now, Ooh. I don't know which version of these tunes actually inspired Cream to record mm-hmm. the song, so I grabbed this version. It's not Cream, mm-hmm. but it will at least give you the impression this is Spoonful. Right. This is sort of the idea. This is where the the members of Cream went, we have to record that song. Yep. Right there. Spoonful on Rock School. Rock School Radio Show as we play classic rock music here, but by the originals. Well, not quite the originals. Okay, are you familiar with the song C.C. Rider? I'm not. I said C.C. Rider. C.C. Rider. No. No. I'm singing it that way because most people know the Elvis Presley version gotcha. of it. And it, he does it, you know, with the with the the white jumpsuit and the big cape <laughs> that's got the, you know, the bedazzled thing on the, the back. Vegas right. Elvis. Exactly. That's the that's the one you're looking for. Okay. What does CC mean? Well, it, it depends. It was originally when it was first recorded, and it depends on what you consider first recorded. Mm-hmm. There was a version called CC Rider Blues back in 1924 by Ma Rainey. Okay. But you would never recognize it as the CC Rider that Elvis Presley records. And I right. urge you to go listen to it. Why don't you playing it? Because I want to play songs that when you listen to it, you go... Oh, I see. That's where it came from. Right. Later on, a person named B. Booze, B-O-O-Z-E, something tells me that's not their (laughs) given Christian name, recorded it simply as C.C. Ryder, S-E-E-S-E-E. Okay. Okay. Now, when Elvis Presley re-recorded it, it simply became C.C., as in the letter, the letter. Right. Okay, what does it mean? I don't know. (laughs) Here's a couple of guesses. C.C. as in... There's the writer, see him. Okay. Now, that one was put up. I don't think kind of that's weak. right, but it is kind of weak. I've also heard that CC is a play on easy, 
as an easy rider. Now, I know when you think of okay. easy rider, you think of motorcycles. I do. That's not what it meant back in the 1920s. <laughs> a woman who was an easy rider was a... Mm, gotcha. Are you following me? Yeah, I'm with I, you. <laughs> I've also heard that the CC means country circuit. Now, a person who was a mm. preacher was called a CC preacher, country circuit preacher, who okay. would go around to little towns who didn't have a church of their own and would mm-hmm. perform burials and marriages and things like that. Okay. Pick which one you think fits. I like the CC as in the woman who's of ill repute because that's the one that makes my parents go, oh, you shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah, I like that one. Let me hear the song and then I'll make a decision. There you go. Now, we're not going to play Ma Rainey's. We're going to go back to 1942 and play the one by B. Booz because that's the one that sounds more like the Elvis Presley version and the other covers that you know today that gets played on classic rock radio. Okay. They pepped up the Ma Rainey version. So here's B. Booze, and it did top the charts in 1942. Here you go, C.C. Ryder, but the one you don't know here in Rock School. C.C. Ryder See what you done done Lord, Lord, Lord Lord, Lord Yours you ain't but your clothes don't fit you right. You didn't come home till the sun was shining bright. Okay, time for one more before the break here. Let's see. I'll bet, since I'm running into songs you don't know and artists you don't know. Right. Let me just try this. Do you know the song, You Know the Nighttime, Nighttime? Oh, yeah. Ray Charles. Oh, yeah, with the Rayettes in the background mm-hmm. singing all that. Great. Ray Charles wrote that, of course. Of course. Of course. That gets played. <laughs> Classic rock radio plays that around oh, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. Mother's Day. That's a beautiful song. Lovely, lovely. Right. Ray Charles did not write that song. I knew it was coming. No, that is a <laughs> cover, ladies and gentlemen, by a person named Nappy Brown. Oh. Yeah, and it's one of those, do I say this name? Do you, do you remember how much trouble, what was his name, the the morning jock in uh, New York City that got into such trouble because he said something against a basketball team? Oh, yes, yes, and he yes. used that word? Well, that's the name of the person, Nappy Brown. What can I Back say? Back in the day, I mean. Back in the, that's, that's what he called himself, so mm-hmm. there you go. Don't get mad at me. That's his name, and... There's not much more I can tell you. I know nothing more about him other than Ray Charles covered his tune. And it's one of those when you hear it, you go, okay, I can hear that. And that's beautiful. So here he is, that guy who sang this song here on Rock School. All right, coming into the first break, the name I couldn't think of was Don Imus. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it was the Rutgers women's basketball team he said the nasty words about. But that's the name of the artist. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, but that was the way he, the context he he used to Yeah, he said it in a nasty tone. Mm -hmm. Okay, why? You know, why are these bluesmen so cherished by... You know, by groups. Why are they so widely covered? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's easy to simply say 
because their songs are amazing and they are right. don't get me wrong i mean it's it's my opinion i did a, a show a long long time ago which were joe's 15 undeniable truths in music and one of them was every rock and roll song owes itself in some way to the music of robert johnson oh yeah and somebody fought me really hard on that one because robert johnson also borrowed from earlier people that makes sense so you know i i just picked the point of robert johnson maybe because of popularity maybe Mm -hmm. because of you know the whole selling your soul thing maybe because people believe he started the 27 club but you needed a point to start. And mm-hmm. Johnson, to me, boom, seemed to be the point that started. But mm-hmm. why such influence? Well, a lot of this comes from other sources and some comes from my own opinion. So what you're getting here is opinion. <laughs> Understand that. Most of the blues music, I think, mm-hmm. was obviously Delta, Chicago blues, that right. kind of thing. It was reintroduced to us. By the Brits, mm-hmm. what you had was music being sent over to the UK and mm-hmm. then reintroduced to us through one of the second runs of the British invasion. Oh, that's pretty neat. In comes, and again, just my opinion, right. weren't people listening to it here? Well, yes, of course they were, but was the youth listening to it, the huge you know, population that were buying the Beatles and such? Exactly. It wasn't right. probably getting as much airplay. It wasn't exactly you that. Know, as dispersed. When did it explode out that way? Well, mm-hmm. the UK introduced us back to our own music but it wasn't all blues music being covered in the uk Mm -hmm. it is my opinion there were different kinds of bands over there as well there were beat bands Mm -hmm. and there were mersey beat bands like the beatles i think were mersey beat bands um the beatles obviously spell the word beatles incorrectly Mm b-e-a-t they probably consider themselves a beat band and it has to do in my opinion with where the 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 beats strike in the measure where rock and roll blues basically you know, mm-hmm. as Muddy Waters said, the blues had a baby and they called it rock and roll. Uh-huh. Um, the beats are on two and four. When you count one, two, three, four, one, two, okay. three, four. Beat music has its beat on every one. Think, you know, Dave Clark Five. You say okay. that you love me. Every beat, okay. you know, gets a strong hit. It, it's just heavy, heavy dance music. It's meant to you know, make you bob your head. Right. That kind of thing. The bands that came out of the London club scene were emulating this rhythm and blues, this blues that was coming out that they were hearing mm. um, thanks to, in my opinion, the you know, what happened after World War II. Music was being handed out. Luxembourg was playing, Radio Luxembourg mm-hmm. was playing this music. They were running Armed Forces Radio. Right. And this music was being introduced to the youth. And for some reason, and I wish I had a fantastic answer for you, other than the music was great, they glommed on to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what they attached themselves to do. Could they have attached themselves to something else? Sure. But they right. didn't. They attached themselves to this. Hmm. And when the London scene kids came over, mm-hmm. the Rolling Stones, the Creams, the what have you, that was the reintroduction of it. That's pretty cool. Now, believe me, I just gave the Fisher Price version. <laughs> and there are some people out there whose heads are exploding right now because, no, it's not that. But like I said up front, it was opinion. Right. And there you have it. Take it for what it's worth. And on and on and on and on. Yeah. Listening to us right now, WOUB, Athens, Ohio. Thank you so much. Back in a minute on Rock School. <laughs>
Coming out of the break, back to Classic Rock Radio, but the versions that you probably don't know. How about Led Zeppelin? I know you're a big Zeppelin fan. I am. I right? love Led Zeppelin. You prominently display the box set that you have there in your office when you walk in. It's the first thing you see. Yep, I'm a nerd. From their debut album, mm-hmm. I Can't Quit You, Baby, you know Oh, it? yeah. Oh, of course. If any idea, they didn't write it. R- right. Right. Do you have any idea who wrote it and who performed it first? Two different no. people. Oh. Who wrote it was Willie Dixon. Oh, okay. Can you tell this guy was prolific? <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous the amount of music he created. The artist that did it first, or the real hit, now that's the mm-hmm. thing. When I say did it first, somebody can probably jump up and say, no, wait a minute, there's a something out there. Right. But the earliest I found was a guy named Otis Rush who okay. was a Chicago-based guitarist and in himself had a whole bunch of other hits. All Your Love was another big one for him. So Many Roads, So Many Trains was another mm-hmm. big one for him. But the one most people that he would sing, that you'd know, you'd go, yeah. ah, I know that. Didn't Robert Plant write that? No. no. Willie Dixon wrote it. And it sounds like this. On <laughs> Okay, bottom of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. I got one for you that wasn't redone as a rock song. Now, a couple other bands redid it as a rock song, but the one you know was redone as a 1960s pop song. (laughs) But we have the original blues version. But first, seven days, 70 seconds. Let's do the names again. I'm Joe Burns. Monique Gregoire. Very good. Here are the dates. June 23rd all the way through June 29th, about to fall into July. I believe you have Monday there, Monique. Go. June 23rd, 1975, during his Welcome to My Nightmare Tour in Vancouver, Canada, Alice Cooper fell from the stage and broke six ribs. Uh Uh, June 24, 1999, Eric Clapton puts 100 of his guitars up for auction at Christie's in New York City to raise money for his drug rehab clinic Crossroads in Antigua. June 25th, 1983, the film soundtrack to Flashdance started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. album chart. June 26th, 1974, Cher divorces Sonny Bono after 10 years of marriage. Four days later, marries Greg Allman, and then splits from him 10 days after that. (laughs) June 27th, 1987, Whitney Houston became the first woman in U.S. history to enter the album chart at number one with Whitney. June 28, 1996, Burt Bacharach appears at the Royal Albert Hall London. Oasis guitarist Noel Gallagher joins him on stage for a version of This Guy's in Love With You. June 29, 1996, it was reported that U.S. record company bosses were considering random drug tests for pop stars similar to those carried out on athletes to try and reduce drug death in the industry. That not the worst interesting. idea. Yeah, not the worst idea. Okay. <laughs> this song has been redone by George Thorogood, has been redone by Bill Haley in the comments. However, you probably don't know either of those versions very well, and I'm guessing you don't know the original from 1955. What you probably know is the Johnny Rivers version. I'm the one, I'm the one, the one they call the seventh son. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. Originally, though, done by Willie Maybon, and Mm -hmm. Willie Maybon was 
I mean, somebody you should know. And hopefully I introduce you to his music and you run out and you grab a few more. This is <laughs> Seventh Son with an A-Ball in Rockstar. Out of Willie Mabon, not Johnny Rivers' seventh son. Hey, do you know the song Boom Boom? Oh, yeah. That's now, you do? Mm-hmm. Do you know the animals' version? Do you know Big Head Todd and the Monsters' I'm version? I'm pretty sure it's the animals' version that I, okay. that I know. But it, it's got in it what a lot of people believe is the sort of consummate blues, you know, bop, 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 bop. Oh, yeah. And then you stop. And you say something cool. You stop. You say something cool. And then you go up a fifth or a fourth. You stop. You say something cool. Yeah. Uh, It's been called by more people than I can believe. And I'm just going to read the the quote right here. It is, quote, the greatest pop song ever written. (laughs) Because how many pop songs are this song just simply redone and redone and redone and redone? The Animals did uh, a song called Boom Boom back in 1961, which was a, a big cover for them. And like I said, mm-hmm. Big Te- Big Head Todd and the Monsters had it. The Water Boy really helped them out because the song was on that oh, soundtrack. Right? I was like, I don't think I've heard the that one. But oh, haven't you really? I, I don't think I have. It's a really souped up version, and it's it's and what's big nice Heads about it is even oh. even though they souped it up and with heavy guitars and mm-hmm. such, they really stay equal to it they they do nice they give a nice tip of the hat to it it's very well done and and the person who wrote and first recorded it is on the big head todd and the monsters version john lee hooker the boogeyman oh yeah i know john lee hooker so if you know boom 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 or you have ever heard somebody go how 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 (laughs) which by the way if you can't do it and i can't do it you did pretty good though did i okay well (laughs) if you can't do it and i don't think i can do it don't do it so boom boom this is where it all came from john lee hooker boogeyman and rockstar All right, second break here on Rock School. Take a little time and talk about blues and where it came from, that kind of thing. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Why is it that some blues covers are convincing and some are not? I buy the Rolling Stones. I buy them completely. Mm -hmm. But I've heard Motley Crue cover and Vince Neil go how 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 because they don't have the same feel they don't have the same passion I think but what is that I don't it's one of those things that I guess you just can't lay your finger on it you gotta be born with it but I mean Muddy Waters opened his mouth and you bought it completely yeah and then you think it can't be redone Mm -hmm. but Jagger opened his mouth and some people don't agree that Jagger can do it Mm -hmm. but I, I kind of agree Steve Winwood Mm-hmm. opens his mouth and you buy it right um who's who's another one that sends me over the over the uh, eric burden opens his mouth and you buy the lead singer of the animals oh, okay uh spill the wine yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's you buy it from him mm-hmm. and it's one of those things i wonder if it's something that can even be taught like we were talking about big head todd and the animals right and i thought about 
you know, I'm thinking maybe I'll, I'll pitch this to the band, my band, so we can go. Mm-hmm. Can I sing it? I don't know. Are you going to put the same soul behind it? That's why I feel like it, music has a soul. Yeah, it does. And I, and you wonder to yourself, you know, the blues has to be born out of, out of anger, out of pain, out of what mm-hmm. have you. Really, Mick Jagger? No. He didn't come out of all of that. I mean, he wasn't mm-hmm. super high class, but on the same aspect, he certainly wasn't, you know, digging around for food in garbage bins. Right. You know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't out of a, a harsh environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't come out of the the area that produced, you know, uh, you know, who am I thinking of? Like Robert Johnson. Right. Like that. But for some reason, they can pull it off. Yeah. And I don't, I wish I could lay my finger on exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. But you hear somebody try it. And then the next song, you hear somebody else. And mm-hmm. you think, that's it. I really think it's just certain soul, certain passion behind it. Yeah. So, but when somebody tries passion, sometimes they sound silly. <laughs> yeah, you're just singing the right thing. And I don't know. I'd, I'd love to try singing it. But I don't know if I could pull it off. Because it's it's really one of those things that, you know, you, you either get it or you don't. There mm-hmm. is no, well, he's pretty good. No, no, no. You either get it or you don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. KSKQ Ashland, Oregon. Thanks for running the radio show. Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. Hey, uh, guys. Coming back in just a little bit with more of the originals of the songs you know from Classic Rock Radio right here in Rock School. Coming out of the break, you know the Allman Brothers, of course. Oh, yeah. I love the Allman Brothers. Do you know Statesboro Blues? Uh, I think I've heard it. Okay. They didn't write it. It is a cover, obviously, because of the topic of the show. Mm -hmm. It was done by somebody named Blind Willie McTell, who was actually blind. You say, well, with the name. They have to be. No, not necessarily. Every so often you'd find somebody who named blind, what have you, Mm -hmm. and it's just because they wore glasses. That's so silly that really is <laughs> well, it's, you know you need a nickname i wear glasses so i guess, guess i could so. be blind burns <laughs> i wear glasses every single day so uh well the song that most people know obviously is the allman brothers version of it and rolling stone uh, the magazine mm-hmm. ranked it as number nine in their greatest 100 guitar songs of all times back wow. in 2005 so you know uh there's a blind willie mctell festival held in thompson georgia where he was from, but Statesboro is actually written for the town of Statesboro, Georgia. So there you go. This is the original. You know the one by the Allman Brothers. This is Blind Willie McTell's version. Sounds like this on Rock School. Wake up, mama, turn your lamp down low. Wake up, mama, turn your morning. We had them Statesboro blues. I looked over in the corner, Grandma and Grandpa had them too. Okay, last break here on Rock School. I said we're doing this as a two-first show, so next week, come on back. We'll play a whole bunch more of these for you. Hopefully, we, we made you sort of open your mouth a little bit. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for in this. And that when you hear some of these people, like Willie Maybon, you go... 
I'm going to go listen to a few more of his. Oh, yeah. Right. So, I, I mean, I have a large blues collection, but I still had to go out and grab some of these guys. Mm-hmm. And you, you'll find that so many uh, places have grabbed all of their songs and repackaged them into the best of, the greatest oh, yeah, hits yeah. of. So you'll have no trouble finding these people. So... Mm-hmm. Do you know Janis Joplin? I love Janis Joplin. Okay. She had a big hit with Ball and Chain. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people thought that was her or that was Big Brother and the Holding Company and what Mm -hmm. have you. Well, it was not. It was actually Big Mama Thornton. Now, most people know Big Mama Thornton because of the cover of You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog, Mm -hmm. right? With obviously Elvis Presley. Right. Well, Janis Joplin covered her version of Ball and Chain. It's a nice, slow, 12-bar blues tune that has become one of her big songs, even though it never charted on its own, uh-huh. because the great Janis Joplin covered it. Absolutely. So people know it. If you don't know it or you haven't heard it, we're going to finish on it. We'll see you next week for another. We play 10 songs this show. We never get to play 10 songs. Yay. Luckily, they're short. Hopefully, 10 more next week. We'll see you next week for it. I'm Joe Burns. Monique Gregoire. Ball and Chain. It's Big Mama Thornton. You know the Janis Joplin, but do you know this one? Class is dismissed. Ah!